podcasting is not a fairy tale. If you think every second you're recording there's going to be sparks, it's going to be electric, you're kidding yourself. You know, more important is someone who's never missed a single quiz, never missed a single episode, who's always, you know, been ready to contribute. He's never once claimed, you know, he's in Spain or on Skype and can't do it. Those are the more important practical things in reality. <laughs> well, that was a downer. <laughs> it was. Well, that was we always usually end it with like a podcast or something. Yeah. No, that was the last episode. Well, I, you know? I suppose it's we a bit got, of a got, it's, it's, it's melancholy. melancholy we're, all, episode, we're all in the melancholy yeah, today. Yeah. Okay, well. On that note, <laughs> hello and welcome to the final episode of the Series 2 of the Wernham Blog Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to breaking down, discussing, and reviewing the UK edition of The Office. My name's James, and with me, he's not into using chicks and shit, it's Danny. <laughs> you know, I judge each case on its merits, so, yeah. <laughs> out while I'm young. And his world does not end with these four walls, you know, iTunes is a big place. It's Jack. Thought you said you liked a good sense of humour. Well, you've got that as well. <laughs> like a good box. <laughs> and, and when he comes round, he always brings the toys, it's Seth. If it's Kaplunk, I'm definitely coming round. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here we are, guys. I can't believe it's upon us, but this is the final episode of Series 2. Yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah. Starting in August. I know, it's now December. It's now December, and yeah, we're... It's and we've still got the Christmas episode. Don't turn off after this episode's <laughs> yeah. done. I mean, you have to... Thank God we've got the Christmas episodes, because it does feel like such a horrific ending, if, if you didn't. I know, I was going to say that, yeah. I was watching this episode earlier, and I was like, thank God for the uplifting Christmas specials. Yeah. It's actually quite depressing. Well, how must like... people have been feeling when they'd literally just seen these? And I know we talked about it at the end of Series 1, when we said, oh, what would the world be like at that moment but could you imagine watching this not knowing that there was going to be a third series or any specials I can remember it it was gutting it was like literally just like a bombshell but I mean I, I quite like that because I mean I, I like my TV shows to be quite depressing mm. but I mean it was just like a wow that's I, I watched it in November 2002 and I just remember being really depressed and we were all like nearly in tears sure. watching it you know so it was very poignant a very poignant moment I know it's a real choker you know yeah. Well, and the Tim and Dawn thing as well. Let's not forget. So not all just about breakfast. Yeah, no, that's so true. literally, yeah. I mean, it was just it was just an all-out kind of just scorched earth. Like a- a- everything, mm. any potential for a happy ending this had, it seemed at the time, it was mm. was just gone. There, it wasn't happening. Mm. I mean, usually you get used to the kind of a season finale of a show, whether it be a British show or an American show, mm. of kind of having some kind of uplift or like having yeah. like, yeah, leaving yeah. the audience on a high. And we're saying, you know, traditionally. After what happened in episode five of series two, the last episode of the series might have had like Brent coming up with some kind of scheme to manage yeah. to keep his job, and maybe even kind of <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. reveal Neil as being some kind of villain, or you know, maybe even maybe even well, Tim like a Scooby Doo have... ending. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, just rip off Neil as far as yeah, Malcolm, that would have been brilliant. <laughs> but I mean, but, <laughs> but maybe even like Tim would have helped him, you know, as his last thing before yeah. he left well, the office. Or something. It could have been like they 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 actually did finally once and for all stand on their desks for him and take yeah something like that you know? never know I mean I know that the, the, the office hadn't really had already kind of like taught taught the audience mm. to watch it in a way but we kind of knew that it wouldn't be that big and unrealistic well, it's depressive realism it's yeah. depressive yeah, realism perfect. real life isn't tidy like that real life's messy mm. yeah situations yeah, do not true. just get resolved in no. a just yeah, way exactly. yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. In, in a way this would actually be a more realistic ending than the Christmas special. In a yeah. way, yeah, yeah. The true. Christmas special kind of almost did follow that formula a little bit, but not. Yeah, it did, but, but it beautifully, and yeah, it, it, it sets you up. This is like the darkness we have to go through to get back to the light, you know. Mm. Yeah. Uh, having we... said that about this episode being depressing, quite a good episode for Gareth. Oh God, yeah, he's the only one that's got a happy ending, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. If, it, yeah. If, it, if, it ended, if it ended now for Gareth, 
if he was our main character, yeah, that's how it ended. Like, yeah, so that would be the, the, the moral yeah. of the story is stick to the rules, do what your boss tells you, yeah. you know, and uh, always make sure they wear a condom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why? Why? Yes, his job. But the, the, Rachel tells him to fuck off, and Dirty Bertie comes in his pants. Okay, so the episode starts with Brent just milling around the office, handing out business cards to various members of his team. Yeah, and he's sort of, sort of going up to them while they're clearly busy doing other things. A lot of them are disinterested, and uh, not really many of them give him more than a couple of seconds to talk to them. It took a lot, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. Sorry, can I just? Yeah, I love that scene. Jamie. What's his name? Jamie. Jamie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He says, oh yeah, it'd be different. And then Brent goes, sadder, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they literally couldn't give a shit that he's... Yeah, they don't care. Yeah, they, yeah. They've still got the, they, yeah. Their lives are still going on. They've still got work to do. Well, the thing is, even if you're like liked in your job and you have work friends, very rarely do people actually genuinely stay connected with people that they work with. No, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not yeah, normal. Yeah, yeah. So the idea that he's going to stay connected with people when he's just a bit of a joke, you know, he's genuinely really deluded. It's not often that you see in the show the actual ins and outs of the people doing their jobs. Yeah, yeah, and we yeah. see here that Jamie is busy. He's got to finish the call. Yeah. Then he's got to tell his co-worker. And he's just sold and all the he, paper. And then he's got to phone up someone else to confirm it. You know, like, and, and Brent's just interfering with his... <laughs> with his again, mm. Still, even on his way out, Brent's got no kind of like just, just indication that people might actually be working. He's yeah. got no planning, plans on working, but other people do. Well, know? he might finally get some work done now that he's... Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially now you think Gareth productivity at Wernham Hog will go up? Without David Brent, yeah, quite sharply. With Gareth, Gareth at the helm, yeah, I imagine yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, they have got Gareth at the helm now. Yeah, but Gareth's... it wouldn't have gone up under Tim, but it will under Gareth. Yeah, no, I suspect. I it think will. so. I reckon Tim would be the boss that Brent wants to be. Actually, yeah, because yeah. I reckon he would be chilled. I reckon he would be an entertainer, but I reckon he would get the job done whilst having the luck. But I reckon he'd struggle with. He'd also struggle with things like redundancies and the hardest of the job. He wouldn't want to do that. I think it'd be fun. No, I don't not... know. It shows signs of being quite professional in that sense a couple of times. Let's get it over by three o'clock. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, but it really, it really didn't suit him though, and it no, lasted half it didn't an episode. Suit him. And I think it, I think it would wear him down a bit. I can it imagine if we, if we did have a series yeah. three and Tim had been the boss by the end of it, he would have realised just how kind of cutthroat it can be, and he would hate it. Well, I think he eventually. I, I wonder if Brent was once like Tim. Maybe. Do you know what I mean? Maybe yeah. that's the whole point of this is actually that you know Tim would turn into Brent in the same way that Brent. Yes, clear signs at the end of series one. Yeah, when but, he starts turning to David Brent. Yeah, 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 yeah. He'd be another Brent. Well, Maybe go. after a while, yeah. Gareth if is, you, is more you, than the Neil mould. If you gave him long enough. Yeah. <laughs> if Brent's in him, we'll find it. <laughs> we, all, we can see that the, the, his, um, his co-workers or his, his previous employees don't give a shit that he's leaving, but he's still mm. adamant that, you know, he's moving on like Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Says, well, yeah. this is it. He, this is the, his talking head is still, from his perspective, safe in the knowledge he is going to go and move on to Cooper and Webster. Yeah, yeah. He's going to go on to become a consultant that motivates humanity. You know, yeah. he thinks this is it for him. Uh, and as you say, he compares himself to Jesus, which is yeah, ludicrous. Yeah, imagine himself to Jesus in the process. <laughs> I can't imagine Jesus going, oh, I've told a few people here in Bethlehem I'm the son of God. Can I just stay here with mum and dad now? No. You got to move on. You got to spread the word. You know, you got to go to Nazareth, please. And that's very much like me. Like, like we've said right from yeah. the beginning, Seth. He's kind of sage. He thinks he's some kind of sage, some kind of yeah. wise yeah. man, doesn't he? And he's, you know, he's, he's going to go around Jidkit and Yately and Tatlow and Minersh <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> to give out his uh, his um, his words of wisdom. He hasn't got yeah. any. He hasn't got any plans of going any further than that. No, <laughs> just make it clear. It's just a series of bleak provincial towns that yeah, Brent yeah. thinks is like the road to, to some sort of rock and roll <laughs> sage. And set. also, he's got no. He, he he hasn't even got the uh, the, the the like the foresight to see that he could go 
beyond that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, you know, Slough's a big place, and you think, okay, great. Now yeah. Brent's finally thinking big, and he's like, you know, Slough's a big place. Yeah, exactly. When he said <laughs> the world, and when I've got, yeah. and when I've done yeah. with Slough, I can go to, that and he just mentions places within like ten miles of Slough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah. What? Oh, okay. Here we go. Oh, okay, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry, I'm going to smash that question then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then he also that scene. We got the classic. I can wake up one morning and go, oh. I don't feel like working today. Can I just stay in bed? Oh, I don't know. You better ask the boss. David, can I stay in bed all day? Mm, yes, you can, David. <laughs> Both me. I'm not. That's not me in bed with another bloke called David. Yeah. <laughs> yes, like, just to clarify, if anybody thought that he was a gay, yeah. in bed with another guy. Is there actually a single episode of The Office that passes by without some kind of gay innuendo-based joke? Well, with, yeah. with you, no. Oh. <laughs> no, but literally, it's every. It's a bit of a Ricky Gervais trope, the old gay joke. It's in his stand-up, it's in extras, and it's in the well, office. Well, it's, 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 it's playing on the fears that most kind of, like heterosexual men have of just appearing like yeah. gay in any kind of way isn't it yeah. even in songs he has to defend his songs against being gay yeah. his, his poems and things yeah yeah. so we got uh, Brent has a visitor and it's I don't think we get her name but it's basically Sophie no I, I, I made sure to well, listen out for her name but you don't get it but uh, yeah it's Sophie from Peep Show yeah. aka Olivia Coleman. Olivia uh, Coleman. yeah you know living now new living legend newly crowned living legend of uh, UK TV she's still Sophie from Peep Show well yeah to a lot of people at this point she was just the woman from the office. Well, when did Peep Show start? Yeah, was she two thousand three? It started just so before the office. So there you go. So yeah. So at this point, she wasn't even Sophie from Peep Show. She was just filming Peep Show. Actress. Probably, yeah. I remember. I'm watching Peep Show and, and, think, yeah. and thinking, oh, it's the inside paper woman. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. look, and she's going out. Which she's going out with a guy that got made redundant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Sophie turns up from yeah. Inside Paper to do a, a uh, article on David Brent. And yeah, Brent, Brent, Brent's obviously phoned phoned Inside Paper, yeah. like you know, he gave himself a life a life jacket. I assume to so. Of, yeah, yeah, and once he knows now that he's this being is, made I, I said this seems very odd timing that they're going to interview him now when he's being kicked out of the job. Well, presumably, and he set it up before that. Yeah, he said it. I mean, you know, if you phone up your local paper and say I've got this mildly yeah. not even interesting story, they'll jump on it. I imagine fill up space. I imagine well, it's the first thing he did after Cooper and Webb offered him the gig. I bet that's the first thing he did was phone Inside Paper. His, yeah. his story is that he's no he's he, he's moving on from Wernham Hogg and he's got you know new new coals in the fire yeah. I guess yeah, yeah. the headline would be Wernham Hogg manager dazzles uh, business hopefuls or something well yeah, something you know like that. I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. And can you imagine a magazine like Inside Paper <laughs> there's all kinds of shit yeah. magazines no no but like I reckon nowadays with the internet do you reckon things like that are even still produced no but I mean but this, yeah, is, what, this is one of the great things in the 18 years since uh, yeah. since the office would Wernham Hogg even exist like the paper oh, yeah. the paper industry was at that point even a dying industry they didn't realise it yeah. now it's over isn't it Wernham Hogg I mean think about the environment do you really need to print the email well, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And we've, got paper, we've got loads of paper in front of us. Yeah. 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 Don't go on. All our notes on. Anyway, anyway, Sophie's here to do oh, the interview. Sophie's here to do the interview <laughs> on Brent, and Brent not only you know he's thrilled to have her here. He wants to tell everybody about it. And, and he, he does it about three times. Different <laughs> people walking in. He has Every to time. Yeah. I love it because he makes no bones about it. Mm-hmm. Do you know, he's not he's not ashamed in any way. He's not even trying to dress it up. He's just mm-hmm. literally saying, "Well, you miss me telling everybody." Yeah. <laughs> well, say what you will about Brent. He's got a good uh, he's got a good eye for kind of like branding and self promotion. Yeah, that's true. Like he's phoned up inside paper to make sure he gets this interview and gets this article about him, and he's making sure that everyone in the office yeah. knows it's happening as well. So yeah, it, <laughs> it, 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 it could have served him well after he left Wernermog. If you look at some of the, uh, the, the, I don't know where you found them, James, but you found like a pre, pre, so a little, it was like a dialogue between David Brent and the BBC about oh, yeah. making the TV show The Office, and in that he promotes the idea really, really well. Yeah, yeah, that's um, um, if it's, it's almost, 
So, if that's to be believed, it was almost he's almost responsible for the genesis of this whole TV show being filmed there. No, yeah, he absolutely is. There's if anybody's listening who's not aware of that as well, if you get the script book for the first series, the um, prelude to that, the prologue, I think, is is full of these letters and it's just emails back and forth between David and Brent and the BBC, and <laughs> it's him telling them how brilliant he is and how great the office yeah. is because they were looking for a office to do a, a show about. Yeah, and, and he's. Yeah, yeah, bigging it up. Yeah. He's all over him, and then yeah, it, it's it's quite funny because the whole way through, he actually is saying, "Oh, I want edit, I want final edit rights on this, <laughs> on the on the whatever you out, whatever you produce," which also is a bit of a link to Stitch Up Corner. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because they adamantly say no, you can't. Well, that's also yeah. what he's doing in this interview, isn't he? He's completely editorialising it. He's making exactly, sure yeah. that he gets the final yeah, say. As, as he goes along, he's, he's, he's just, desperately yeah. trying to, at least. He, anyway, yeah. He's I basically writing the article for it. Yeah, that's so goes. funny, isn't it? When they sit down, and the first thing he says, he leans back. What does he say? Right, so would you like to tell me about your individual outlook on management? Sure. Um, put, David Brent is refreshingly laid back for a man with such responsibility. Yeah, can you, can you just answer in your own words, uh, and I'll, I'll work it up yeah. later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, then she ends up uh, pissing off Brent, right, doesn't she, when she asks about his personal life? Yeah, that's so good as well. Have you got a girlfriend in tow? I'm not into using chicks and shit. So he's, he's, this is further evidence for the whole is Brent a virgin or very sexual oh, experience. Uh, I, I mean, I honestly think this is this is a real smoking gun here because he gets so like agitated about it. Let's not but, for, let's not forget in the American office he's played by Steve Carell, aka the forty year old virgin. So <laughs> what does that mean? That's, you know, so what? He's not actually the same character. What's that <laughs> got to do with this? Yeah. The four-year-old virgin hasn't got a job at Dunder Mifflin. What else was Steve Carell? Yeah. The big short. Does I that mean I, he's like a... Fox catcher. So you don't have a girlfriend? Wow. What is a girlfriend? And there's someone you'd have sex with? Oh, I don't get coarse in a magazine for the public. I don't think you win a Pulitzer for filth. He clearly thinks yeah. the word sex is a dirty word. Do you know what I mean? We talked yeah. about this before, this prudish... Yes, and it's another, it's another thing whenever a woman ex is able to say those words yeah. or a woman's able to express any sort of sexuality or anything mm. like that, it really puts his back up. He's really uncomfortable with she, it. Yeah, yeah. She is quite unprofessional and blunt about it because there is obviously more to having a girlfriend than someone you have sex with. But he just no, kind of... That's not the question she asked. She asked him first, is there a, is there another lady? Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. she asked, is, is there a woman you have sex with? Yeah, she's kind no, of No, she back. wants a Pulitzer. She's <laughs> not going to win a Pulitzer for film. Went back into a corner and she acted. <laughs> <laughs> Women are dirty. So just like last week, we had Rachel when she was sitting on the desk being a little bit annoying. This yeah. time she comes rolling back in, straight back on the desk, as if that's her, her seat in the office, and yeah. starts talking to Tim. Uh, now this time around, she's asking Tim if he wants to come away with the parents. Yeah, there we go. She's overstepping. She, not, she, she doesn't realise she's overstepping, but she's making a big uh -huh. leap for their relationship yeah. here, isn't she? It's... Come and meet the parents. But then he says, he says, um, oh, that's a bit difficult. When is it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. As far as she's concerned, she should have thought then, oh, fuck, this is over. Yeah. Mm. But to be fair, <laughs> she's probably not had as many warnings as we have, right? I mean, she didn't see the kiss no. with Dawn and True. Tim. And she's probably just thinking, well, last week this guy was all over me, and suddenly this week he's gone cold. Yeah. And she's obviously told she her parents that he's coming. It. Yeah. Uh, is that a genuine issue? He's got, is he annoyed by that genuinely, or is he just kind of is that a bit a genuine issue? <laughs> is that genuine? No, I mean, is this an opportunistic? opportunistic yeah. It's a little bit. It's a little bit um, presumptuous. Yeah. You know, is it though? I mean, she's just. They, I don't they know. want. To, they want. She wants to spend a whole weekend with their parents oh. in, um, in in the location, which we're not going to mention. But, <laughs> but I think but, if Tim was into the relationship, yeah. he'd be like, yeah, that's great, that's lovely. But because he's thrown by by Dawn, he's thinking maybe there's a chance with Dawn. Yeah, and if, if, if he didn't have these feelings for Dawn, 
and it was yeah, just it was, and, it, it, and it, was it was just him and him and Rachel. He, I don't think he would think anything was wrong. No, I don't in fact, think I think he would love the fact that he was in a serious it, it in a serious yeah. relationship. Yeah. yeah, he should he should probably ask Dawn out first, shouldn't he? And then, <laughs> yeah, he him, then he's got Rachel as a backup. <laughs> don't break yeah, up. Yeah, he did it the wrong way round. He shouldn't have done Rachel. <laughs> no, no, that's a man of honour. You see. But yeah. but then maybe actually he just doesn't like Rachel. Doesn't want to hang with her parents. No, I think I think he shagged her. He shagged her yet, and that's that was quite an outburst. And that's and that's you know pump and dump. All right, Danny. Don't get caught. We're in a podcast for public. Yeah, you won't win a podcast award for filth. The thing is, we were talking before. Does does Rachel know how deep this this conversation and this this emotion between Lord, Lord between Dawn and Tim, between sorry, all right, between Dawn and Tim runs because. There's one scene, the next scene actually, where Dawn and Tim are having a real laugh at the desk, yeah. and Rachel come, comes over and says, "What's well, so funny?" And she does it in a kind of funny way, and, and but, but they don't they don't let her in on the in the joke. They kind of just say, "Oh, nothing." I bet that if we if we if we if there was enough time to go more into the character of Rachel, I think it would be interesting to see whether she is a bit kind of not jealous of Dawn, but a bit you know aware, almost. A, aware, and kind of almost like. Um, defensive about the fact that yeah. she, I mean, she she's presumably aware that <coughs> Tim and Dawn have a strong friendship, yeah. and generally, girlfriends don't like it when when mm, when, yeah. when their so boyfriends that, ha- have a friendship forget. with another girl, especially when they knew her first. Let's not, yeah. let's not forget she was sitting there when Simon said, "Gone off Dawn now." Have oh, you? Yeah, she yeah. So I think she, I think she is aware. Of course, yeah. she must be aware. Yeah, you're at a good point, yeah. and especially when they're laughing really, you know, massively across the table on the other side of the office. So she goes over and is left out of this joke. Uh, but luckily, the awkwardness is cut down by Gareth's phone ringing. Yeah. yeah, and this is another phone call from Gareth when it's on speakerphone, and uh, this lady phone uh, answers. And are you coming around tonight? Uh, can't going up uh, chases with the lads. Oh, come around first. We'll have a bit of time together. All right. Have some fun. Yep. Okay. Are you um going to bring the toys again? Um. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Gareth, the way he sort of scrambles to pick up the phone. Another is example. Is that the bird from Chasers, though? I think so. No, I, so. I, think, I don't reckon it is. I think it is. I think it's, it's, it's the bird from Chasers. It sounds like I assume so. He's got a kinky sex life, you know. It's, no, because you can hear her on the phone and she doesn't sound like her. Oh, really? She hasn't got a northern accent. I assumed it would be the same woman, to be honest. I would, she's I, not got the accent. I always kind of wanted to think that it wasn't. I like, to, I like the idea that Gareth's got just like a... He, he hasn't only just got one woman, he's kind of got loads of women. And loads and of toys. And loads <laughs> of toys, yeah. He does loads of kinky stuff, I think. Oh, yeah? What kind of toys do you think he, uh, Gareth You know, I think if it, was na- if it was nowadays, he'd be on, you know, he'd be on all those dodgy websites. <laughs> yeah, definitely, yeah, he would. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's another, reminder that, that, oh. it's another reminder that Gareth kind of just blusters through life and kind yeah, of like... Yeah, yeah. And, lands and, on his feet. And lands on his feet, yeah, because he's obviously got... Even though he's obviously a little bit embarrassed about it in front of everyone, he's got a kind of like a... A sex life, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got his mates. He's got his group of mates. friends. Yeah, yeah. Gareth, Gareth, Gareth's absolutely oh, fine. His friends are so good, and obviously this is the second or second appear- third appearance of Steve Merchant in the show. Second on the phone. Yeah. This is the Og Monster who makes the next phone call, and yeah. <laughs> this is brilliant because obviously Gareth is sort of feigning embarrassment, but actually he's quite proud that his friends are so mad. Yeah, no, no, no. He, yeah, he, 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 yeah, that's why he's got to speak, <laughs> isn't it? So that, yeah. can, so that he can brag to everyone about how how crazy his mates are. I love that he's got a mate called Gobbler who is also in uh, what's it called extras. <laughs> you can know? I just say, Danny keeps on giving me and James a wink every time we. We skirt near what might be a question, and I, but we've we've already guessed that these are the questions. I know all, I know all his mates. So actually, it's not only that; it's it's one of his friends' birthday today. I can't yeah. remember which one. Uh, it's Gobbler's birthday. Is it Gobbler's? Yeah. No, Gobbler's birthday. So, anyway, so Gobbler's. So it's a present for Gobbler. Um, 
Gareth has bought him Dirty Burton. Yeah. And this is just one of those pieces of tat that... <laughs> yeah. In fact, now that I think about it, I think I brought one of my I'm team sure you once did. upon you know you my work. And you spent an absolute fortune <laughs> importing it from America as well, <laughs> didn't you? To be honest. Tat expensive No, I'll tell you what it was. I didn't... I, Tacky I, shit. <laughs> I bought it. It wasn't expensive. It was only 20 quid, but I accidentally bought Amazon Prime when I did it, and I didn't realize. Right. So it cost me like 80 quid in total. Oh, bloody hell. Fucking Amazon. Well, where is it now, then? Where's oh, it's with a guy who um, I, used to, I used to work with. It was his birthday, and his name's Andy Morrison, and I gave it to him. And uh, it was fucking hilarious, because it was exactly the same. And we were playing <laughs> eight, and we were pressing play in the office. But so in an office full of people that don't watch the office, you were doing that? Yeah. Do they not... In a, seriously? Yeah, it was brilliant. Why did they not just think you were mad? Well, yeah, my, me and my mates are all mad. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on, watch, 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 watch. You're going to love that. Oh, oh, it comes in your pants. Oh, no. Tim's faces are fucking hilarious in this dirty bite scene. The way he sort of, he throws the pen halfway <laughs> yeah. through at the last yeah, one. Yeah, it's just absolutely out. sublime. I mean, all of these scenes with, with uh, around Tim's desk, Tim and Gareth's desk, are kind of, they're kind of joined together by, it's just, it's demonstrating Tim's increased just frustration with the job, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And he's just... After the events of, you know, the whole series, he's just he's just giving up, isn't he? Like, he's just getting so annoyed and just feeling so trapped by the whole mm. thing. Which culminates in his talking head, where he kind of, he, he explains that he's frustrated with everything, but he's also kind of, he's basically saying he's not going to leave, isn't he? Yeah, this is almost an echo to the sort of um, crisis yeah. that he had in the series one. And this is almost like an early midlife crisis for Tim. Yeah. He's sort of age 30, thinking, oh, I'm not quite where I want to be, but I'm not really sure I should gamble what I've got. And this is something that actually I think a lot of people can relate to when they're in their 30s. Well, and it's a great metaphor that he uses. Like, you could, you could, you could, you could roll a six, but you could also yeah. roll a one, so leave the dice alone. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's quite sad. I mean, I don't know, it's... If you want a three, would you roll the dice? Mm. Yeah, three's not too bad. But I mean, he oh, doesn't. No, he doesn't. No, because he hasn't rolled the dice, he does. He could be on a one. He mm. thinks he's on a three. He could easily be on a one. He doesn't. Well, know. Relatively speaking, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe he's already yeah. on the one. Like if maybe, maybe if it's already as shit as it's gonna get. Exactly. Gonna yeah, get yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 As Brent says, you it's don't know just, whether you're. Tim's just a cop out artist, isn't he? He's just. He's just a. I mean, and he no. has, and he has been since the well, since the beginning, but definitely since he, he, even since the season one finale. And, and I think there's a lot to be said for the rejuvenating effect of just picking up the dice sometimes. Yeah, and just mm. giving it a go. Just yeah. giving it a go. Yeah. Like even, yeah. even if you do end up rolling a one, roll it again, and maybe roll a six next time. Which he eventually does. I mean, he eventually at least gives the you know dice I mean? a roll, but then he ends up on so a one. Right. Doesn't it's true. It's true. <laughs> and I think you can tell, as he says the metaphor, you can tell that he knows actually this is a bit weak. I mean, this yeah. is the thing. The, 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 <laughs> whole, the whole thing with Tim is that because he's kind of like the he's the sensible one, he's the relatable one. So we know that deep down he doesn't believe what he's saying. Well, yeah. What he's saying this shit. Tim strikes me as someone that if he was giving advice to somebody in his position, he would tell them the opposite of what he tells himself. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? He's actually a really sensible guy. He knows his stuff. He's a good friend, and he's a caring guy and, and a sensible guy. So I think that if if this was Dawn you know, opening up to him and saying about the dice, he would say, you can always roll them again. Well, and the sad thing is, is that, I mean, because later on in the episode, Dawn talks about the fact that, you know, you've got a kind of, you have to um, be sensible and you have to think seriously. And, you know, you've got to think about who, who's going to help you pay the your mortgage, who's going to yeah, who's think about practical things. But Tim doesn't have to worry about that because he hasn't got, he's not in a proper relationship. He doesn't have, he's living with his parents, so mm. like, he doesn't have to worry about paying a mortgage or anything. Mm -hmm. There's no reason why he shouldn't roll the dice. But yeah. he's just kind of like thinking of any excuse not to, really. But Tim's battle is between his head and his heart, right? He's a realist and he's a romantic at the same time. Yeah. And he just can't take that plunge. So he's eternally tormented by being too sensible to do anything about his situation, yet also wanting more for himself. So he's just perpetually... Yeah. 
torn. He's kind of comfortable in the little pit he's dug himself. Yeah. But I mean, all credit to him, when Neil comes to him and asks him whether he wants to take on the, the role as caretaker manager when Brent's gone, he he doesn't take it. He he he, he, he yes. turns it down, which I mean, but that's at least a step forward for him. And it's in character as well, which is an interesting, which is a good thing in a way, because later on he does some has some turns which are quite impulsive, which are I think are a little bit out of character, but actually this is in answer to his, he's thinking dice at this moment when mm. Neil's talking to him, isn't he? He's thinking, I don't want to roll this because this could be a one. I could fuck this up. I could lose the job. I could go the way of David Brent. I'm happy doing my, my job as I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also think, despite the fact that he's just talked about the dice thing, when he says to Neil, no, so sorry, I'm, I'm not going to take the job. And he explains why he says, you know, he doesn't want to be stuck in Wernham Hog mm-hmm. for, uh, for, for any longer when he has to be, blah, blah, blah. <coughs> I think we're kind of as an audience thinking. We are, but yeah, thank yeah. God, that's a step in the right direction. Good on At you, least Sam. he hasn't done what he did in the season one finale, which yeah. is to take you know. It's such a different attitude, isn't it? Because think of yeah. what he did for five hundred quid last time, and now he's actually he's not even you know he's not even going. To, I don't know. Do you know? Well, Neil's well, well, a bit as well. Well, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's true. They never really got mentioned again. Yeah. But this time he's not got Dawn to think of. I think there's a part of him that's thinking, no, I've got to find a way out of Wormwood still. Mm. I still think he's thinking long term away from there. Well, the funny thing about this is he, he turns it down, but then he straight away recommends Gareth. Yeah. Which this, is which is really nice. This is really bizarre to me. I mean, I why... Think I, think, I don't I think, think this was bizarre. I think it shows that underneath all the rivalry, he does have at least a sliver of affection for Gareth. Of course he does. Well, unfortunately for Tim, and obviously apart from Dawn, Gareth's his best mate in the office, isn't he? And I think... <laughs> like, I Probably his best mate in life if he's saying he doesn't have any friends. I think he's quite anxious not to repeat the mistake he made at the end of Series 1, yeah, which yeah. was to imprison himself in that job you know, for an extra £500 a year, and this would be even more than £500 mm. a year. So he's thinking to himself, right, if I take this promotion, I'm just going to be stuck here for the rest of my life. Then Christmas special, he's still fucking, he's still sat there doing well, the same yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. And that, that's going to be like a year or so later. So yeah. actually, I just think, yeah, Tim is probably just... Roll actually, the dice, Tim. He's actually yeah. been a bit... Roll the bloody dice. He's actually been a bit Roll weak. Roll the bloody dice. Yeah. He's actually been a bit weak. But the funny the, the thing, the, the brilliant thing about it is, though, you've got the contrast between him actually doing this really... Quite a sweet thing, sticking up for his friend, and then suddenly uh, Dirty Bertie cuts through the background. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's such a great. There's loads of little moments like that in this episode that are just genius. They're just brilliant moments that surround the office, and well, just, he's, he's, surround the plot. He's talking about all the reasons why Gareth should yes, uh, stay. You know, he's going like so professional, he's going, he's, seriously. He's, he's, yeah, he's, he's conscientious. You know, he knows this place inside out. <laughs> come on, come on, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and the way that the way that Tim's eyes just shoot across the room like. Oh, well, thank God right Neil was there. I don't think Neil even. Yeah, Neil doesn't know. Thankfully. <laughs> I wonder if Tim regrets his decision though when uh, Gareth comes out of the meeting room with yeah. Neil and uh, he's straight away just sort of surveying his territory like, yeah, yeah, and, like, yeah. and he's just sort of he goes up to Tim and he goes you could better start shaping yeah, up yeah as soon as he sits down Tim does the magnanimous thing starting with your down. appearance yeah. <laughs> you can see Tim's face almost says like oh god did Fuck. I do the right thing there <laughs> yeah. he must have known that was going to happen though and at the beginning of that scene obviously we got one final cameo oh, by Lord. Ron Merchant. Ron Merchant. I absolutely love it. Yeah. It's, and this one's even better than the last one because you've got Neil's reaction yeah, to it. Yeah, Neil sees it. So we jump to a shot of the break room and Tim's reading a magazine about all the different things that women find attractive. And so he's yeah. reading out the list, this, the list of things that guys, uh, ladies find attractive in men. And Gareth <laughs> is sort of nodding along, agreeing with all of them. Eating his Watsons. And, uh, yeah, eating his Watsons. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, yeah. he mentions that women like buttocks and Gareth's like, yeah. Yep. Have you got good buttocks, Gareth? Yeah, yeah. Gay. Gay. <laughs> Can we see them? <laughs> uh, and then he asks Sheila, famously, what she likes in a bloke. I like blacks. There we go. <laughs> and right next to a wonderful moment because Oliver's sat right there. <laughs> and then after that awkwardness, we have a really, really telling and poignant bit between Dawn mm, and Lee. Yes. Yeah. What do you look for in a man? 
rugged good looks. You always told me it was a good sense of humour. Mm, yeah, you've got that. You've got a good sense of humour. Yeah, I know. I know. Because She's obviously forcing Lee, herself to Lee say. Lee has got the rugged good looks, yeah. but not the sense of humour. We've seen what he thinks is funny, yeah, when when, yeah, when, when Tim went down well, and also Tim went down into yeah. the uh, into the warehouse and we had the yeah, the milk is out for tenner kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't shag it in tits. Yeah. <laughs> Classic reference. <laughs> um, but yeah, but it's clear that Dawn when she says rugged good looks, she's kind of forcing herself to say it. Mm. She doesn't actually believe it. Like she could she could probably uh, probably when they first started going out, maybe ten years ago or whatever, when she was just yeah. uh, when she was just out of secondary school or when she was when she was just in college. Rugged good looks was exactly what she wanted. Yeah, yeah, probably. But, you know, it probably still is now to an extent. She'd probably rather have them both, but you know. Yeah, if she could put yeah. Tim's personality in Lee's, she's getting body, old, you know. She, she, she she's no yeah. spring chicken, you know. <laughs> yeah, I've always saw that. Dawn has much deeper affection for Tim, but she probably fancies Lee more. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know but I mean. I'm probably going to get those are the more important practical things. I'm probably going to get <laughs> yeah. I'm probably going to get branded as sexist for saying this, yeah, but yeah. would it not be fair to comment that as women get older, like things like rubbed good looks become less important and it becomes more about yeah, things yeah. like the kind things like Tim with his. Yeah, but I think, I think that's kind of just women. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the same with everyone. Okay, but like the way you said it is sexist. Look yeah. at <laughs> no, no, no. Men are always men are always just dogs that will bang. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sensible. That is sexist. <laughs> they are. Sensible men, as they grow older, start start to realise what matters as well. I'm still, I'm still waiting. <laughs> <laughs> it's not happened to me yet. <laughs> yeah, Lee was like, you know, what eighteen year old Dawn would want, and Tim yeah. is what thirty well, year old Dawn would want. Yeah. Things do. You, 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 what you look for in a, in a person does change as you grow up, and yeah. obviously your priorities change from, as you say, good mm. looks to something a bit deeper. Mm. But the problem is, once someone like Dawn has spent so many years investing in a relationship, it becomes harder and harder to pull back from it. Yeah. So, do you know what I mean? She finds herself actually settling, basically, to say that it's more important to have someone who pays the mortgage, to who's never been out of work. Yeah. Imagine that. And as we a, see, we imagine, see that in the talking head. But yeah, imagine that as so a character. Imagine having that as a characteristic in someone that in your soulmate is someone who's never been out of work. I mean, there's lots Something of people who've never been out of work in a factory. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I <laughs> mean? But there's <laughs> a really well, well, bleak worldview. But it? no, come on. Let's be honest, though. He's never. I've been out of work. So, so what? That's Lee, not that... So in a way, Lee beats me. <laughs> yeah, but the point is if that, you that, have is... that is your criteria. Exactly. Sure. The point is that yeah. that's that's nothing in the great scheme of things. Do you know what I mean? You Charlie could... Manson might never have been out of work. <laughs> <laughs> you could say that never yeah. being never well, being out of work is, is 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 never rolling the dice. Yeah. Do you know what yeah, I mean? exactly. Unless you're, you're lucky and you luck into it straight away. Yeah, but I mean, I, but, I, but, I know. Be, I do sort of feel Dawn's point. There is a there is a point to being you know reliable and yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I get, you, I get yeah, where she's coming from. There's a virtue to she, it. See that she's not even convinced herself. Yeah, she's got a look on her face like I'm trying to convince myself of this, but yeah. I don't really believe the, it. The problem is not that not that not not going out with someone who's reliable which a lot of people do, and there's something to be said for that. It's going out with someone who's reliable who you don't even like. Like, Tim's, yeah. Tim's kind of reliable, but Tim's also yeah. a nice guy. Lee is reliable, maybe, but not a nice guy. But also, Tim has his faults as well. I mean, I could, if I was Dawn, yeah. weighing up the two options, I'd be thinking, actually, Tim is pretty unmotivated. I mean, I, I know that when Lee does make the decision to take them to Florida, he's doing so off the back of somebody else, and he's a bit of a sponge about it. And but, blatantly but hasn't asked Dawn. But Tim wouldn't even have the gumption to move to another town. No. Or out of his parents. Uh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? At least Lee's a doer, even if he's a, a bit of a user. And also, I've, I've, and we mentioned this before on a podcast, but she doesn't even know Tim, really. I don't mm. know. Yeah, yeah. I, bet, I bet they haven't hung out outside of work properly, except for the 
parties they always have. There's no way Lee's let Dawn just hang out with him on a weekend or something. But, you know, you... Spend... They barely know each other, do you know what I mean? So, so mm. for, for Dawn to kind of, like, maybe potentially chuck it all in and go with Tim, like, that, that, a, would, be, that a... would be taking a big risk. Yeah. You, they do... might have anything in common. You spend a hell yeah. of a lot of time with people you work with eight yeah, hours a day. <laughs> you know, a lot of the time, all, all you might do is walk on the same bit of carpet for eight hours a day, but that, that's a lot of time. That's more time than you spend with your family and friends. Yeah, so but you they do might... get to know them. Even if you don't see them outside work, you do get to know them quite closely. But they might not be compatible with, I don't know, what they like to do in their social time, you know, what kind they of films they like. Like, these yeah. little things yeah yeah so they might not be sexually compatible do you know what I mean like, everything exactly. they play pranks on Gareth they make each other laugh a bit I don't think they really know that much about each other is the impression I yeah have. they're bonded by a mutual boredom of yeah, yeah. and this is why Dawn is reluctant to obviously make this leap of faith into Tim's arms however Tim uncharacteristically makes actually quite a big gesture next because he actually goes uh, following a, a, a long glancing look at Dawn across the office, he makes the yeah. decision to go and break up with Rachel in the office straight away, and that's quite compulsive of Tim, which is something we're not used to. Yeah, that well, that's him rolling the dice, isn't it? It is absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, yeah, know he, 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 I don't know if he would count that as a six or a one, mm -hmm. but it's something. Yeah, well, he so basically he takes her into this Tim room. On a six. He takes <laughs> he takes her round to the dry humping corner and says to her that. We don't say it. We don't know what he says. We don't know what he says to Dawn. But, you know, he doesn't know what to say. Yeah, so he tries yeah. to. He starts really awkwardly, and then the next I'm not shot. Imagining any of it. <laughs> and then it cuts straight to a, a shot of Rachel crying. Yeah, and then of course Gareth's got the perfect thing to cheer oh, up with. God, who who would? <laughs> it would cheer up Gobbler. It would cheer up the old monster. <laughs> who, is, who wouldn't it cheer up? Dirty birds. And Tim is begging with him. He's like, "Oh, please, Gareth, for God's sake, if you have to go over there, just do not take Bertie. Please, please, please." I mean, at least yeah, he does have some sense. He does not take Dirty Bertie with him <laughs> yeah. after Tim just pleads. Tim's got, he kind of breaks down any sense of like, uh, kind of having any superiority over Gareth. Like mm. in the end, he just literally just goes, Gareth, please don't take Bertie. Like, there's, I'm just pleading with you here. I'm on my knees. Don't take Bertie. Yeah. And then Gareth. If you do again, one thing for me in your life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the way she just tells Gareth to fuck off. Yeah. Well, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Rachel's reaction would show that she's quite into Tim. No, she yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, really. clearly, she was going to invite him to the. Uh... But also, she's probably embarrassed yeah, so to see her parents. She's probably don't know where though. She's probably embarrassed as well. By the way, he's broken up with her in the office in front of everybody. Do you know what I mean? It is a little bit. I mean, their whole relationship's taking part, oh, like, taking place true, in the I office. Suppose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I suppose it's contextual, isn't it? Yeah. No, and, at, at, and at Yates's. Don't forget Yates's. Yates in the wine lodge. A few of them went down to Yates's. Uh, yeah, what else is there to say about that? Well, let's go back to Brent. We, call, <laughs> we, call, we, haven't, we haven't checked in on Brent for a while. Oh, yeah. So what's sort of Brent up to? Not <laughs> David. <laughs> That's not me in bed with another bloke called David. As you guys may or may not know, doing a podcast isn't free. So here is a word from our sponsors who make all of this possible. I'm Ben Aveling from Cambridge's own Radmore Farm Shop, Victoria Avenue, and we are offering you the chance to join me in a full-day butchery course where you get to learn all about the art of butchery. Or not, could be vegan, one in three apparently, seems a bit high. Anyway, uh, the perfect gift for you or your wife, or the boyfriend, or maybe you haven't got one, whatever, get over it, go free, God. I will host you for the whole day along with lunch and refreshments. The refreshments are on me in me so what will we learn strings to my bow a i will show you how to cut a whole pig and break it down into all the cuts strings to my bow b we'll be making sausages by hand learning all the tricks of the trade strings to my bow c we'll be burning out a rib of beef into ribeye steaks and learn how to cook them perfect finish with a delicious taster session thank you ben for leaving me with my favorite food 
I am refreshingly laid back for a teacher with such responsibility. And if, oh, you don't know anything, don't worry, as there is no right or wrong answer in the butchery. And I'll tell you the right one afterwards anyway. Perhaps we should, you know, put a number up. Or you could just use the internet to book. You've used the internet before. It's easy, isn't it? Just visit my website, radmorefarmshop.co.uk and click on Ben's Butchery Masterclass. Or you can follow us on Facebook, Grandad, or Instagram or Twitter. The computer will ask you to add to your basket. Click add to basket. Do not hit back or cancel. Good. Small talk done. Okay. Go on. Well, he's, in the, he's, he's, he's still banging on about his motivational speakers, hasn't he? He's got this talking head when oh, we talked yes. about as, as we said last episode, he's, he's, he's saying it now himself. Like, the motivational speeches is what he wants to do. That's, mm-hmm. He's realised now that's his... I mean, he's been forced to realise it. Yeah. That's what he wants to do with his life. He wants to kind of keep doing these motivational speeches. Because he can see them all getting motivated. motivated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't think of another word for it. So, yeah. so, um, so Cooper and Webb turn up, and this is obviously while he's doing his interview. Ray and Jude turn up. Ray, sorry. <laughs> oh, Ray and Jude turn up from Cooper and Webb while he's doing his interview. Yeah. And Sophia from Peep Show is still there doing the uh, interview. The interview, yeah, yeah. And when like he goes to explain who they are, they go from having expert speech- speakers to having celebrity speakers. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just very swiftly, it, it, it changes over. Yeah, because Brent obviously takes over from, from Ray and yeah. explaining exactly what Ray does. You know? <laughs> Brent knows better than Ray. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then Ray drops the bombshell. Yeah. Thanks very much, but we're not going to be using you again. No, yeah. I have to say, I think this is pretty shitty. I think a phone call probably would have sufficed. Also, he should have said, when Brent says, oh, do you mind if Sophie stays in? Yeah. He should, Ray should have said, we'd rather talk to him in private. He yeah. knew what he was going to be saying. He they, knew it wasn't good news. Why did they need to come there in person? I get for the sake of the show. and it's, it's, Yeah, it seems a bit weird. I mean, I guess they could say they were being polite. It's courtesy, isn't it? Please, I mean, time wasters. I know, I know. <laughs> Which is what Brent said. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He's totally right. An yeah. email, yeah, so this call. is the point where Brent's world just implodes and I feel so oh. bad for him because his facial expression is first it's like, why not? Like he's like yeah. he goes through the stages of grief. It's yeah, like yeah, at first yeah. he's like, yeah. he can't accept it, and then he's bargaining with him, and then it's kind of like, it's, and, yeah. it's like, oh no, it can only get worse for David Brent. Well, now. this is this is worse for him than when he was made redundant in the last episode. Hundred like, percent. Kind of, yeah, is, yeah. And even if that had been flipped. If he had been, if this had happened last episode and he was made redundant, told about being redundant in this episode, I still think this would have been worse. Like he's, he, yeah, whatever. In any order, he would rather be doing the motivational speeches, mm. I think. And so he's just gutted, isn't he? Absolutely. Yeah. And as Danny said yes last week, this is his final slack. You know, last yeah. week he had the, uh, the the support of his office, or so he thought he did, and then this week he has this, and this has now just been gone, and he's got nothing yeah. left. And he goes, "Oh fucking hell!" Yeah, I love that. Like, scene. That's yeah. such a such like a just like just no <laughs> so power. Cool. Just and it's a, the first time the yeah. last slips, and you. Just just see Brent uh, raw and abashed. Fucking yeah. hell! But there was nothing that I mean Brent could have done to get on the good side. When he says there's a what yeah. got, when Bray says we got a specific idea of what we want. I mean he's well, absolutely right. And, and they know exactly. that Brent. They, they know that Brent's never gonna. They probably thought they didn't. You know. It, didn't need saying, it really. Need saying, yeah. They shouldn't have to make a list of all the things you shouldn't do yeah, exactly. in a speech. Number one, making jokes <laughs> about putting people yeah. to sleep and, you yeah, know, yeah. about putting people to sleep that have no arms If they were going to do that, they could have got an actor, couldn't they, if they were just going to do what they yeah. told them. Also, I like the way Olivia Coleman's character is so awkwardly lingering in the background. Yeah, yeah. We would like to say thank yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Go on and get time wasters again. We're really sorry about I'll get out. Go on. Thank you. You mean me yeah. as well? 
but then, but then, of course, you have to take those photographs. So, for people born uh, what before nineteen no, after nineteen ninety five, cameras used to have to charge up the flash. Yeah, <laughs> and, um, and which gives an extra moment of awkwardness. No, two um, two moments because you had to take an extra yeah. photo for safety oh, yeah. in case <laughs> it didn't come out. Yeah, this is this is and when people talk about the cringy and the awkwardness, this is classic. Uh, cringe awkwardness because I mean yeah it just, the scene just drags on I've yeah. just told everyone it's fuck off. Every drop it just drags it, yeah. on in silence while we just hear a little yeah. <laughs> but now this, this is another example of Brent being the sort of the sad clown do you know what I mean he has to put on the brave face he has to put on the picture yeah. Yeah. even though again he's just been he's beaten down to a pulp inside he's, he's had everything taken so, away but I mean he's just so protective of what. well yeah he's protective of his public image yeah, isn't he exactly. even though you know in the end he's <laughs> so tragic. comedy as well yeah. he, he has to be the comedian down to the last yeah oh, well actually what we, um, Sophie's obviously left but we earlier on in the episode Dawn has come in and uh, hands David a letter yeah her notice but at that point in the episode, he uh, he still is un- under the impression that his the, the, his employees might kind of leave yes. if they know that he's leaving, isn't he? Like, I, I mean, at the, right at the beginning of the episode, he's going around saying, you know, I know some people are thinking of leaving just because I am, but you know, don't do that. And when Dawn comes in with the with the letter, Wes is like, I re- I reckon he's probably actually a little bit happy when he sees it because he's like, oh, well, yeah, 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 one of them is thinking it's of leaving. Prop. Yeah, 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 one of them is thinking of leaving because of me. But then obviously, it turns out that. Dawn isn't. <laughs> she's going to yeah. be leaving anyway, and this is her first reveal that she's going to Florida. And then when she explains she's going to Florida, Sophie is saying, "Oh, that's interesting. Well, you know, where are you going? Why are you going?" And then Brent's just like, "What are you going to write about this? What? Yeah, yeah. You know, just, you know, we will get on with something. Thank you, Dawn. Thank you." So he's, you know, one of his most loyal members of staff. His mother, in many ways, as we talked about yeah, before, yeah, yeah. is leaving, and he doesn't give a fuck. He's just saying, you know, I'm I'm in the middle of an interview for a job I'm not going to have. Oh yeah, and that's the last interaction between Brent and, or well, from what we from, think is going to be the yeah. last interaction between Brent and Dawn. You know I mean? It's quite yeah, dismissive mom, and rude yeah. and nasty, actually. After all they've been through together. Yeah, well, all... this is the kid showing off with his friend, yeah. basically, because kids are always quite dismissive to that relationship in their life, yeah. aren't they? So maybe he's just being a bit, I don't know, insensitive and spiteful. I guess so, yeah. But but, but yes, this is the first reveal that, um, he, she said last episode that they were going to go on a, on a holiday to Florida. But now it's it's turning out that they've decided they're going to be going for about six months. They're just going to mm. start a new life there and, and see how it goes. Yeah, well, and this is, is a, yeah. this is a bombshell for Tim. It is, and it's quite a rough exp- yeah, because rough explanation from Lee as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, we thought we'd uh, get one of those mobile homes, you know, drive mm. up the coast, do the beaches mm. until the cash runs out. And I suppose come home, or, or, or better still, get a place out there if we like. Mm. Accommodation is well cheap. Is it? Yeah. I mean, if Dawn gets a job on reception out there, she'll be twice as well off. So. Oh, Makes sense. Fancy that. It'd be nice, wouldn't it? You can tell on Dawn's face that she's not really. She yeah. doesn't really want to be doing it. So there's nothing wrong with Lee having this dream and or this plan, mm. but it's just Dawn isn't the right person to do it. It's it, 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 this whole it this this whole tension between Lee and Dawn and Tim is almost. It almost makes me feel sorry for Lee as well because he's also in a relationship with someone that doesn't want to be with him. Mm. You kind of almost think Lee, you'd be better off with someone who who likes you. There'd be pl- there's plenty of nanas up for it. You know what I mean? There's plenty <laughs> yeah. of women. Well, that Rachel, let me have Rachel. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah Rachel. Would be, in fact, Ra- I bet Rachel and Lee would be better. Is he shaggy or what? <laughs> <laughs> Lee's plan is for basically for. Well, it seems like it's a plan to kind of you know move somewhere else, start your got life a big again. Ounce. They got a big ounce. But it still ends They've up. Seen it? I've seen pictures. Of it, yeah, <laughs> but it still ends up with Dawn getting a receptionist job out there. Do you know yeah, what I mean? no, like it's Lee, true. Lee, even though he's like making, he's, he's taking this massive leap and he's taking the initiative. He's doing what we want Tim to do. Lee's Lee's dreams are also kind of limited by what he knows. That like everyone dreams like. <laughs> Brent, Brent can't think, can't imagine going anywhere beyond mm. Taplow. Lee can't imagine 
you know, Dawn doing anything beyond being a receptionist. And Tim can't, thinks he can't change circumstances. Exactly, yeah. Everyone's, I mean, I guess it's true. Again, it's true to real life. This is the, this is the, the humanist element of the office where mm. just everyone's kind of, generally most people's kind of sky is like, limited do you know what I mean yeah this is life beyond Richard Curtis do you know what I mean this yeah, is what exactly. genuine yeah, yeah, romance yeah, yeah. is actually like yeah exactly yeah never, what life is really like yeah, yeah. never give up <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking hell but yeah so I mean this bombshell of the Florida thing really kind of like has an effect on Tim and I think this is kind of he starts off kind of accepting that right okay they're going off to Florida that's it now yeah. you know I can't I can't change that then there's no point in trying to get in the way of this relationship so this I might is, as well give it up this talking head's really good because obviously this is the one where it breaks the fourth wall a little bit and it stops being a sitcom and goes back to the documentary yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah I mean but, but, but this is what this is one of the things this scene in particular is one of the scenes that really kind of elevates the office from being brilliant to just absolute classic it's, this is such a genius scene when Tim that is a classic. So he goes for him. He basically he goes and saying you can't change circumstances, and you know you know he might say so he's not going to bother chasing Dawn anymore. And then eventually, within about thirty seconds, he does a bit of a Brent, and he kind of like talks himself out of it. Under different circumstances, and sure, something may have happened, but you know, she's going away now, and you, can't, you know you 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 can't act, you can't change circumstances. You know. Sorry. Excuse me. And he yeah. gets up and he walks out. The camera kind of like quickly scrambles to follow him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he gets to Dawn, pulls her away from the reception desk, goes into the back room and turns off his mic. And this is just brilliant because yeah. it's one of those, the few scenes in the office where the form of the documentary, like, justifies the, the story. Do you know what I mean? Like a, a lot of other shows, mm. even if, I mean, there's, there's so many other shows like... My uh, Family, for example. Yeah, or, or even This Country yeah. or um, People Just Do Nothing. But it's document, it's shot, shot in documentary style, but they don't really do anything with yes, that. Yes, exactly. Like, they, 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 they documentary don't style, yeah. But yeah, they don't tie that into the big set pieces yeah, or, yeah, or the yeah. big plot points. Whereas this whole scene revolves around the fact that it's the doc that, that yeah. it, I mean you couldn't do this scene if it wasn't the documentary style the yes. scene wouldn't be the same if it wasn't the documentary style because this allows Tim to turn off his mic yeah and to, we just have not not just ambient noise we don't just not hear him speak I was going to say there's it's not a even a vacuum of sound there's it's nothing nothingness yeah. yeah yeah and we just see them through the window talking to each other Tim's talking to Dawn obviously mm. clearly asking her out or something we never hear well, he's telling her he loves her man he's, he's throwing yeah, it all out. Yeah, what do you think he does does he, does he throw it all out there what do you think he says does well we know, apparent, apparently Martin Freeman did Lucy Davis said Martin Freeman did improvise something and, and say something to her but she's not going to reveal what it is because she thinks it's, she thinks it's too like because it, it, it's such like a special secret between her and Martin Freeman do you know what I mean mm. like mm. she never wants to say kind of what it is you got a tenner <laughs> as you say Jack we've got this vacuum of sound and then he goes back to his desk and he sort of shuffles to put the microphone back on and well, turns when he comes out, but, but when he comes out the door we can see that something's not right of course yeah yeah yeah, yeah. for sure he goes back down to his desk and he looks like he's he's welling up almost you know he looks, he looks like genuinely shaking and he puts the microphone to his lips and he says she said no by the way I kind of felt like an intruder at that moment yeah. like yeah. really voyeuristic and this is none of my business this is a private life he genuinely doesn't want this on the documentary and yet here he feels ex like compelled to explain himself to me as an audience member and it's so well performed by Martin Freeman I mean he know the character of Tim knows that this documentary has been following him the whole way he kind of he's almost like Brent in a way that he, he knows that 
the camera's going to be staring at him. Mm. Like he sits down, he's shell shocked. He sits down at his desk and then he turns around and remembers that the camera, the camera's followed him or yeah. anything. And ever, you know, the, not, he's not as much of a showman as Brent, but he kind of, he, he, he knows what people are expecting. And he knows that, you know, he's got to complete this narrative that everyone's been following. Yeah. So PA raises up the mic and says, she said no, by the way. And it's such like a gutting, because he's almost got a little smile on his face. Yeah. Like he kind of, he's oh, almost looking horrible. at the cameraman thinking like, you know, oh yeah, we, I, I, I knew it was a long shot, but you know. Yeah, yeah. He's, so he's almost looking like, see, long, this dude. is my life, right? Yeah, yeah. Typical. I've ordered ice and look at this at oh, one. Yeah. It's, it's just gutting, isn't it? So the only team we've got left to talk about is and the big one so following the disappointment of Tim and Dawn saying no by the way we've got uh, Neil and Jennifer walking into Brent's office to have a conversation with him to follow up from the last conversation they had in the last episode so we know what's coming with this uh, this bit yeah I mean you kind of I mean I guess watching it you kind of hope first if we're watching the first time you kind of hope it's going to go somewhere it's going to go somewhere way because you know you basically know it's the last episode of the series it's so sad isn't it you know that Tim has just had a massive letdown from Dawn you're kind of thinking right they can't give us two massive gut punches they can't punch us in the face twice yeah 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 yeah. brief back you know they've got to redeem themselves and not end it on a low but true to form of being a you know against the grain show they do it just that. So we've got the. I mean, the, the, the Brent's initial reaction is, "I'm going to control this situation." How yeah. are you? Good. Yeah, I'm good too. Right. That's small talk done. Yeah. So you know, I mean, he, even if it's for the last time he ever gets the opportunity, he's going to control this situation. He's going to yeah, run yeah. this meeting, and then obviously he gets the piece of paper saying, "This is what we've decided on for your redundancy payout." Quite yeah, generous. Quite generous. So financially, I don't think he's in any trouble. I think mm. it's the fact that this job, which he's put so much, in, he's invested so much in as him as David Brent, you know, the cool boss that everyone loves. And it's all just crumbled. And yeah, the whole the, facade then, has crumbled. And, yeah. and then the Cooper and Webb thing that he was relying on to rescue him, that's crumbled as well. Mm. And it's just, he's just so defeated. And you realise how much he's actually put in this job and how he's now regretting not making more of an effort. In this moment, he's, he's, he's kind of not. He sort of, he takes the piece of paper and he's really shrugging it off like a petulant yeah. kid. And then he goes for the but handshake. Look at his eyes. But as soon as he goes look for the handshake. <laughs> look at his eyes. <laughs> but yeah. as soon as he goes for the, as soon as he goes for the handshake. The eyes, as soon as he touches Neil's hand. His defences just crumble. And I mean, he just he lets it all out. And true to real life, it's one of it's one of those things where as soon as there's a bit of kind of uh, like um, tactileness, like as soon as there's some kind of human touch, mm. that's when it crumbles. Like if you're like mm. I don't know at a funeral or saying goodbye yes, or something, someone puts their you, hand on your back. Yeah, you 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 put up your defences, and as soon as someone touches you, that's it. You yeah, crumble, no, that's so that's true. Exactly that's exactly what happens here. As soon as Brent takes Neil's hand, that's it. That's kind of like the final. That's like you know the, the signing of the contract, the final kind of clasping of hands. Then he, he just he stops. Don't make me redundant. And he just goes. Don't make me redundant. He's begging at this point. Do you know what I mean? He's literally pleading and begging, begging for yeah. his role. Well, what's Brent? I mean, let, let's just stop for a moment and just. Just appreciate how amazing Ricky Gervais's performance is. Oh, 100%. And, 100%. And, and he doesn't just, he, at first, he's not begging. He just looks at him with just, he just looks like sad, wet eyes. Mm. And he's got obviously got a lump in his throat. Mm. And it's just anyone who thinks Gervais is just playing himself when he plays Brent, Get or out. it's just one note, or, <laughs> or can't act. You know, just, you just got to watch the scene. It's, it's, it's so raw and emotional, and it's just such a brilliant performance a brilliant line line really it really is worthy of every BAFTA he got for yeah the exactly, exactly. Performance. <laughs> it's an excellent performance that is a classic <laughs> but no yeah I mean there's just there's no other words to describe no, it except for it's just such a fantastic performance especially in this bit where he's showing I mean he's shown us kind of Brent being vulnerable before but this is just another level isn't it it is absolutely I and mean, he's just throwing himself at the mercy of these two who 
and he, he must know on some level it's not going to work. These two, you know, the wheels are in motion. It's not up to him. You are being sacked here, David. But he's almost... I don't know. Does he think he can? Does he think on any think, level he's going to change? I their don't minds? think he seriously thinks he can. It's like it's like when you're getting told off by the headmaster or something, where you're just like, "Oh, please, please, please." Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's just you know that it's already gone too far, and you know you've gone or, too far, but you just kind of you, you're. Yeah. It, it's almost like seeing a car crash in slow motion. You kind of like just hoping to God, but it's not real. Yeah, and you don't yeah. get a, you don't get a conclusion on it either because it ends on a pause, on a silent uh, pregnant pause, and the pause never ends. It just goes on, and then that cuts to him. Stalking yeah, they out. don't when he says. Well, when he says to him, yeah, like, kind of, please, like, starting now, like, like starting I, now, I, yeah. I will, I will, I will work twice as hard, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll pull it back, starting now, and yeah. Jennifer and, and Neil just are silent, but I mean, they don't, they don't kind of uh, audibly say an answer, but we know what the answer is, oh, exactly, the yes, is, is no. <laughs> and this is one of the first times he's, he's very revealing of his true nature with when the camera's in the room, every other time we've seen it, it's been through the blinds, or when he's getting a bollocking from Neil through the blinds, this time he looks at the camera even briefly, mm. and he doesn't care, you know, he, he's throwing it all out there, even though the camera's in the room. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Said, yeah, but, 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 yeah, he does, and, and I'm glad you mentioned that, that he gives one slight little glance to the camera while he's kind of like... It's yeah, his buddy, his cameraman buddy. Yeah, and it is kind of this one time where it's like, I don't even care about the cameras watching. Yes. I don't care about any of this. I don't care about the potential audience watching. I don't care about, you know, keeping up this public facade of being kind of like this this this, this confident, kind mm. of like wise, sage yeah. kind of guy. Like, it's all he's, gone. He's got nothing. He hasn't got his motivational speeches. He hasn't yeah. got his job anymore. He hasn't got his friends. He hasn't got his mates. He hasn't got him the respect of his, of his colleagues. He's yeah. literally got nothing. And he's got no wife. He's that. got no family. He's got no wife. You know, he's a forlorn man. And they always say, like, failures like this hurt more for, like, the single man. Like, the British Prime Minister, Ted Heath, who never got married or had kids or anything, yeah. they always say all his, he was, like, really bitter whenever he failed at the EU or whatever it was he failed at because he had nothing else. Well, yeah, because you put all yeah, your everything into, into one yeah, all basket. His, his career mm. was him yeah. and everything. And Dave Brent, he's worked at Wernham Hobb for 12 years, put everything into it, and he's had yeah. no family or anything. So, like... For him, this is probably bigger than it would be for like yeah, a, really a man who was happier otherwise. It is him, isn't it? it is yeah, his whole it is life. him. Yeah. <laughs> this that really awkward exchange that ends with this real awkward silence um, leads perfectly into David Brent's final talking ahead of the series. Yeah, and it's over the top of these shots of just Tim and Dawn just looking shell shocked. Mm. So mm. we kind of tie in the the the, the gutting climax of the Tim and Dawn thing yep. with the gutting climax of the Brent thing. Everything comes full circle as Brent gives one of his philosophical talks. And it is quite philosophical because he's talking about life and he's saying that, you know, you don't know whether you're in a peak or a trough until you're coming out of it or going down another one. But it's not dissimilar to what we said earlier about Tim rolling a one, three or six, because he doesn't know whether or not he's in a trough because actually the three that he thinks he's got actually might just be a one compared to what he could have if he was just had the enthusiasm to go and try and get it. Yeah, I mean, obviously they, 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 they make it for laughs when they throw in that whole little Dolly Parton. And people say she's just a big pair of tits. That's such a good idea. We'll yeah. come on to that. But and that yeah. is made possibly, you know, as far as we knew, that was the last thing we were going to Imagine that if that's the last difference. word you ever yeah. heard of Brent. Was that? Yeah, say, but, I, I'm not sure Ricky Gervais definitely knew he was going to do the Christmas specials, so he left it so that could potentially be the, end been the last ever thing we heard of. Yeah, but... It would have been a perfect end to be Apart from that, this, this little talking head he does about, yeah, you know, you don't know if you're in a peak until you're uh, 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 coming down from it or a yeah. Until you're out of it, you know you got to put up with, with the Take rain. The if you want the, yeah, if you want the rainbow, you got to put up with rain. That is an actual quite 
it's quite a uh, a philosophical, absolutely, um, you know, poignant, it's, yeah. poignant thing to and say. And it's quite yeah, an yeah. out of char- uncharacteristic epiphany for him to have as well, because normally he can't see, he can't put eyes on himself. Yeah, Do you know yeah, what I mean? He's probably not aware, is he? He's yeah, so yeah. But it is. It's just a wonderful way to wrap up his journey of this series. What I wanted to mention here was, since we're kind of coming and barreling towards the end of this episode now, is it to, like I want to carry on? I don't want yeah. to. <laughs> well, this is the thing. I mean, like. So as we've been doing this podcast, and I've been telling people what I've been doing, like I've told family and friends, oh, I do this podcast about the office. Mm. What I've got is, it's a lot of, oh, well, you could do a podcast about this as well. Or, why are you doing a podcast on the office? What's there to talk about? How much can you... That's why I'm still yeah, talking about that as well. How, how much can you talk about for an hour of analysis on each episode of The Office? Every so week. basically, tw- yeah, 12 hours of, of analysis of The Office. We, but we, I think... The answer to that is the same answer to, oh, why don't you do an, a podcast on Alan Partridge or extras and stuff? It's just that there is so much to unpack and dig into with The Office. And I think this last scene of this episode kind of ex- exemplifies that perfectly. It's, there's just so much humanity mm. in it and so much richness of like uh, uh, of character and emotion. And it's, it might be a, it might have started as just a kind of, you know, a, a frivolous, you know, throwaway half hour sitcom a, mockumentary about people's mundane lives in an office but as the show developed it just got so much more than that didn't it mm. and i think it, it it's a microcosm of everything like there's there's romance there's laughs there's tragedy there's tears there's awkwardness there's kind of there's rejoicing it's just this the office to me encapsulates just life in itself like mm. it's, it, it just encapsulates everything doesn't it and I life think life experience yeah. university <laughs> of life are you reading these <laughs> no but do you know what I mean oh, like, no, yeah, so, I totally so, agree with everything you've said it's that's, so true and, and that's the reason why we've been doing this podcast at least why I've been doing no, it no 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 like, because there is you're right there's so much to unpack it's, it's mm. unlike any other show and, and, and it to is be literally honest, unlike any other show but that is why this is the most successful British sitcom of all time yeah. this is not just a, a, th- a title that they throw around this is the, it, there is so it, much yeah. there every single episode of The Office has so much to say and, and and so much going on and yeah it's it's like a great it's like a great novel isn't it it's like a portrait of just humanity yeah, it's got things and... to say people listen but they won't <laughs> but the funny thing is before we did this podcast I will hands up say I haven't watched The Office honestly for about not properly for at least five not to ten from years from beginning easily. to end all the yeah. way through yeah and yet it's permeated my personality so much where yeah. I can't not talk about it well I think we all watched it in that uh, what's it called I don't, not non-vulnerable vulnerable is not the right word we all watched that in that um, impressionable s- impressionable age exactly mm. where yeah. we were we were kind of younger men and kind of like at that point motels <laughs> <laughs> at that point the things that you watch and the things that you love really do stick with you like, yes I mean I, I wonder if if, if it was on right now, I'm sure I would love it, but I don't know if it would have such an impact on me as it has. I don't think it could be on now I in the same I'd way. No, but if it was, yeah. if it was. Yeah, no, but if it was... It's, I... it's become, it was part of our formative years, right? Yeah. It, shaped, it shaped us. Absolutely. I think, I think us. But the thing is, modern I find t- it more depressing now because it... I wouldn't be the same person. I would not be the same person. I'd probably be like really successful. And <laughs> you said that in the first fair. episode. You're probably right. I wonder yeah, and then, you'd, and like... then you'd be watching The Office and you wouldn't relate to any of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think we're kind of, we're, we're, we're getting all this uh, mushy kind of melancholy stuff out of the way because hopefully next time you hear us, that'll, that'll be the Christmas specials and hopefully yeah. that'll be a bit more positive and you know, we've we'll, got, be, we've we'll got be going out of the hype. We've got sentimentality coming our way. We've got... Uh, yeah, yeah. And we've only got, hopefully we've only got uh, good times ahead because... Yeah, this one was such a damn. <laughs> yeah, Where, it was actually. I felt a bit sad watching this. So this is earlier today. I was so it ended. Just ended. I mean, it ends with Brent's little joke, but it's such. 
it pales in the comparison. But you know, it's all about that's like someone trying to. It's like gallows humor, isn't it? It's like someone trying to make a joke. At yeah, and it's like mm. can't be bothered to laugh. Not feel, not in the mood to laugh right now, mate. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know if he's even saying a joke either. He's just saying it in his unguarded, silly way. And people say she's just a, bit of a big pair of tits. Oh, I don't yeah, know. If he's yeah, but this is his mind, just like a pinball. Do you know what I mean? He's trying, yeah, to, make yeah, a, yeah. He's trying to make a point. He mentions Dolly Parton, and he thinks, "Oh, hang on, that might take the credibility off of what I'm saying." And then he just tries to come to her defence. Yeah. Again, yeah. best intentions in the world, but basically just calls her a massive pair of tits. <laughs> yeah. No apologies necessary. Let's get on with the quiz. But... Oh, evening, everyone. Quizmaster Danny here, and we are ready for the eagerly awaited live Facebook quiz hey! for Season 2, Episode 6 of the Wine and Blog podcast. Here we go. So, we're doing a slightly different format this week, aren't we, James? Can we are ex- indeed. Can you explain it for everyone, because I can't be bothered? And do you want to explain why as well? Yeah, explain oh, yeah. why, yeah, because you've already won. You yeah, know. yeah, they know that, though, because so, so... Yeah, yeah, for just regular... in case you didn't know, James already won. So, for regular listeners or listeners already know, um, we've just gone with our Episode 5 that's just gone live, and... Yours truly has just won the quiz for the series, which means that there's really nothing for us to play for anymore. So we're going to do another live quiz, and we're going to get some members of the public uh, to get involved and take side, join us uh, on either side, and we'll do it like that, uh, in exactly the same way as we did it for the end of series one. I failed you. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't I expecting may, you to throw may, that to may, me. May, just maybe, I, maybe I should do the quiz for now. Yeah, well, maybe you should. Okay. So, sorry, sorry about that, James. But these uh, aren't these aren't just anybody uh, from the public. We've actually got two special guests with us today. So we've got uh, two titans of social media uh, in the office quote-related arena. We've got my uh, guest, which is Sai, and he is the head admin and creator of David Brent Quotes Group on Facebook. Say hello, Sai. Hello. Uh, and Jack, who's your guest today? Uh, my guest is Chris from Brent by Accident. Hello, Chris. Oh, embarrassing, isn't it? Embarrassing. <laughs> you, know, you create a world-famous yeah. Twitter page. Bloody repeats. And you end up on Word and Blog, so... <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, Danny, I understand you have a quiz for us. I do have a quiz for us. Right. Now, there's not that many questions this week, but a lot of the questions involve saying a lot of things, and it's going to be a lot of marks for them. So it's it, there's only eight questions, but there is way more than eight I had a feeling there would be. Available. All, the, all the questions I predicted, to be honest, yes. were, were multiple answers. Multiple choice, right. Yeah. So, right. are we ready to go on with the quiz for yes. Season 2, Episode 6? Has Let's everyone studied quiz. hard? So hang on, hang on. Who's on whose team? I'm, I've got Cy. And I've got yeah, Chris. I'm with James. Yeah. Right, okay. So and Jack we... has got Chris. Jack and Chris, Let's you go first. So. Let's do it. And there's no fingers on buzzers because you, you'll go first. So, question number one. Where is Rachel's mum and dad's annual shindig? Do we know this, Chris? I, I know this, Chris. Do you know it? It's not that I don't know it. <laughs> but. Um... Do you want me to go for it? Go for it. It's uh, in the New Forest. It is indeed, yes. Yeah. So, Team Jack and Chris gets one point. That's really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. The problem, hell. Time the problem is, these questions have become progressively harder, and we've got progressively got better at doing you these got questions. It. Yeah, you, well, you, know, you know what the question's going to be? I might have got it. Okay. Question number two. You were told me you didn't know it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, right. Question number two. Whose birthday is Gareth going to with Oggy? This is I know. Do, you, do you know it, James? I think I do. What are you thinking? It's Gobbler's birthday. Mm, yeah, all right, let's go with that. Gobbler. Yes, it is indeed <laughs> Gobbler's birthday. Good pull, side. Down at Chasers. Excellent work. Oh, yeah. Would with you need a pair of big fingers? Hey, you should get extra <laughs> marks for knowing the rest right. of the crew. Okay, question number three. What time does the inside paper writer's train leave? Jack and Chris. Okay, okay I think I know this one. Chris, do you know this one? Absolutely not. <laughs> is it four o'clock? 
No, it's Ooh. not. It's oh, not oh, four o'clock. Are we passing it? Are we passing it over as a load of trade? So yeah, well, you I've have to you pass it over. You get, once you've given yeah. the wrong answer, you have to, yeah, yeah, fight, you have to give the other person no, a chance. Sorry. I think I know this. I think I do. Yeah. You go for it then, because I'm not certain. Half past one. Half past one, indeed. Well done, to James. I mean, I was between three that and four, so I wasn't going to get that one. I wasn't going to get that one. Pretty and of course, clever. Am I right in thinking the rules dictate that you? the next question still goes to you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Question four. I actually want four things for this, so it's not very fair for the, obviously the, the, questions, to, the if, questions to be... Um, to, yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to go like that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you for two and then I'm going to ask Jack for the other two. If I guess is now... Is that fair enough? Do I get extra marks? <laughs> before you ask the question. Okay, guess what the question's going to be. Should we do the deal right? If you get the question, if you guess the question right, I'll give you the right to guess, get all the points. Otherwise, it goes to Jack first. What do you reckon, Sorry. Are you going to take that gamble? Yeah, gamble. Yeah, gamble. Right, right. right. Okay. I'm going to go with Boggle, Kaplunk, Buckaroo and Hungry Hippos. Oh, fuck, correct. More points for James. So Danny, so, Danny, the question obviously was... Was, what are Tim's four guesses for Gareth Toys? <sighs> Buckaroo, Boggle, This is Kaplunk, a way better game. Hippos. So how many points for that? And did you... You haven't been looking, have you? No, 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 of course not. Okay, right. Okay, so that's two points. So you, so now James and Si are on four and Jack and Chris are on one. But I well, yeah, because he just got loads in a row. Yeah, because the same yeah, but, rule applies. But that so was because can... he guessed the question as well. Otherwise, oh. I would have given you both the chance. Am I going to get a guess the question thing? Well, Why want... are we just making up the quiz as we go along? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We have are. the right to do that. So yeah, all right. Sorry, we. Yeah. Okay, question number five. This, okay. Am I ever going to be able okay. to pull this back again? Right. Because he got a special. No, 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 no. I'm going to give you the same privilege. Question number five is another guess the question. You, can, got either, seven you, you can either take the question, you can take the question and just share the points. Right. Share the it's so points, complicated now. Or you Sorry. can, or okay. you can knock, or if you guess the question and get it wrong, I go straight to James. Do you have to look there to get the question? Oh, but, but, but just, just don't How? guess. Let's just do it normally. Just do it normally. Yeah. Question number five. What are the most important qualities in a man, according to Tim's magazine? There's four things. I want two of them from you and two of them from James. And you'll get one point each. What is the question? You'll get one point each. What are the most important qualities in a man, according to Tim? Why does he suddenly get to answer two? No, because otherwise it's potluck, isn't it? Who gets the two point? Who gets the one point? This is all gone. This is anyway. Okay, so yeah, I want two things from you, and then I want two things from James. Chris, do we know what the? Do you know what the? From the magazine that Tim is reading, what the what the four things that women want from a man is? I remember the seat. I remember the seat very well. I know. Okay, good buttocks. Yep. Yeah, that is definitely one. Good hair? No, that's wrong. So you've got one more. (laughs) You've got one more chance to say a wrong thing when I'm handing over to James. Uh, What if I say right thing? (laughs) So yeah, you've got the good buttocks. Okay, good buttocks. Um... They're all superficial things. Yeah, teeth. No. Okay, go on. James, come on. James and Sai. He knows it. He's, he's rubbing his chin, <laughs> pretending he doesn't know it. He's trying to be back now. Come on, Sai, what are you thinking? Oh my God. Well, three left that I smile and flat stomach. I smile and flat stomach it is. So, excellent. High so, five, Sai. Excellent James, work. James gets the point there. and Jack gets Just, one, just one point. 
yeah, James gets one point because he didn't oh, say all four si, things. We are you, storming you ahead. You had this a turn, but you, you missed it. Because you, you got, uh, oh, you get four four points I if you guess the question. Then, but Jack, 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 he's guessed the question and he got three out of four things. You've, okay, okay, you, okay. You know what I mean? So you're, okay, James and Si are on five now. Jack and Chris are on one. So it's looking pretty grim for Jack and Chris, I'll be honest. But we'll keep going. We'll Question number six. Now, who's, that? who's this team? It, well, it will go to you, won't it? Because Obviously. you took the turn. Uh, okay, it's only on normal one pointer. What's the name of the inside paper writer? I know you Fuck. don't know this. So I don't know this. Helena. Helena. Are you going to go with that? Yeah, if, if, yeah. Si, if si reckons that's what it is. Correct. Oh, well done. Si. Si. <laughs> I think the right guy. We Helena. just had this discussion okay. on the actual podcast that we didn't know her name. We weren't, yeah. sure, we weren't sure if her name was actually mentioned. calling her Sophie the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Question number seven for Jack. Um, and do you know what? This is a potential two-pointer. I'll, be. I'll give you one point for the date and one point for the date. What, hold on, date and date. So what day can Brent leave with his holiday? What day and date? Friday, last day, last Friday of the month? He can return for a party on the Friday. Yeah. No, okay. but what's the day? The okay, number okay. But no, no, no. The Friday is the day he can return for a party. Okay. But what day and date can he leave with his holiday? Okay, Chris, do we know this? No. Okay. I thought, although, when you said the last Friday of the month, I'm pretty sure I remember that. Yeah. Um, okay, hold on. No, no, I'm not throwing this over yet. It's in the back of my mind. It will come out. Yeah. I mean, he. What they're, they're planning to make him leave on another day and come back for a party on a Friday. Do I have to say the date and the date? Yeah, I'm no. just going to say Monday the 13th. You'll get one point for me. Monday the 13th. You're wrong on both. Okay. So I'm afraid I'm going to have to hand it back to James. Oh, dear. Do so you know James? I think I know the Yes, he knows. I know the date, <laughs> I, but I don't yeah, know the day. I, I must have known I'd ask. Sorry, how do you know that? That is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> because it's what you... I, I think he needs to leave on the third of Tuesday. Are you definitely going with that? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think it's... Yeah. I definitely Congratulations, know. that is two points oh, to you again. Wow, Sai is storming it. Eight points to James and Sai, and oh, one to Jack and Chris. This is turning into a humiliation. <laughs> Question number eight, this is the one we've all been waiting for. There's eight things for this. Eight uh, things. Right, uh, yes. right. And, okay. and I want. Can I guess? The, can I guess wait, the question? Wait, 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 give me a, give me a point. Said, but, um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to each of you in turn, and I want you to say one thing each time. You must but, know what this is going to be. No can idea. anyone just shout out if you think you know what the question is? Where are the places that Brent names that he's going to go to outside Slough? That is correct. All right, do so I get a point? Jack, yeah. Jack and Chris can have a. You can have a point for guessing the question, right? But now I want to shout. What are the places that he names? So, are we shouting out or are you going to? Didcot. Oh, who said that? Didcot. Chris. Correct. Good. Okay, nice one. Chris. Right, sorry, you're next. Yeah, how many points are for this? So you one, get, one you each. Get, you, get, you get one point for saying every, two, every two things. Yeah. You only get, get one go. So we're, we're swapping over, so, so sorry, you now say one thing. Yeah. Reading. No. Oh, yes, yes. Yes, Reading. Does he have Reading? He does say Reading. He does. I've got more in down. This is embarrassing. There's people watching here. Oh, whatever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what, what, what have you ever done on quizzes? Nothing. So don't... Okay. Oh, look at the scores, mate. This is like okay. pointless. Jack now, and Chris. Because now I'm trying to think of a most obscure oh, one. Because no, I don't want to do one. an easy one. Uh, Tackle. Tactical. 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 Yes. So Jack and Chris, another half a point to you. James, over to you. Uh, Winnersh. Winnersh. Yes. Chris, do you want to go for the next one? Yatley. Yatley, yes. Right now, Sai. All the shots. All the shot. Yes. 
Now it's me, right? I wonder if this is entertaining for anybody watching. <laughs> okay, okay, now it's me. Our numbers have just plummeted since yeah. this, uh, this question came Burfield. out. Burfield, yes. And finally, <laughs> to get that two points, you can't get half points, so to get the final two points, you have to name the final place. I've got it. What Who's do, you know, do you know James? Nope. I've got it. Yeah, uh, uh, it? Quick, yeah go on, yeah. Chris. Can I go? Yeah. yeah. Go, isn't it? Winners. I said that already. We've already had winners. We've already had winners. Okay, what? Did Yateley. Winners, Taplow, Burfield, uh, Bracknell. 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 Yes, come on! It is indeed Bracknell. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Loud, isn't it? <laughs> I will round, well, I'll, I'll be kind. I'll round it up and give you three points. Okay. So what's James the scores now? So, the final score. Is that, is, is that the end of the quiz? That is the end of the quiz. James and Cy have, five, have ten points. And Jack and Chris have just five. Yeah, because <laughs> he got it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. It was handed to him on a plate. I'm just going to say that. Round... No, really, he gets the, he gets the last last quiz of the whole thing. He consistently outperformed you, Jack. Yeah, all right, all right. And it's a good performance. It's a good Let's performance. agree to disagree. And I'm sorry, <laughs> knowing, knowing Tuesday the third, that deserves. Okay, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Fair enough. Hope you won't Google it. Oh yeah. No, no, no. They wouldn't Google. These are respectable yeah, men. Yeah, fair. Who would actually Google that? Like, what date did they would It's probably not. You wouldn't really come up with the result, would well, you? We're not ready this far in the game to Google that guy's come up. Okay, so sad to say that rounds off the last episode of series two and the last episode of both series really now, guys. So I mean, we, it sounds like this is going to be the last ever. We still got the Christmas specials. Coming no, I know, I know, so but it's in. just all, it's just, it's still a sad I moment. Know, but anyway, it's been a great episode. Well done, everybody. Excellent analysis. Excellent quiz. Special thank you to Cy and Chris, uh, our guests today on the special quiz. I think we just about got through that with our dignity. Today's <laughs> <laughs> been about dignity. <laughs> oh dear. And big thanks to everyone who joined us for the adverts this series. If you oh, remember yes. in the first series, I did some kind of fake adverts um, in the style of things relating to the office. They were a lot of fun to do, but I kind of realised towards the end of series one that I was running out of ideas and there was no way we were going to mine another six kind of adverts out of another series. It ended up being a great opportunity for us to invite some of the quotas from our quotes group to join us. So we'd like to thank all of them. They did a great job, really great ads, guys. We've got Fran Kilshaw. <laughs> I prefer Fran. <laughs> Ed Newman. A new man. Not as bright as Dawn. <laughs> Gareth McLaggen. He doesn't mind us McLaughlin at him. What arm's been done? <laughs> Brilliant. Jenny Ryder. Not looking at the whole pie, Jenny. <laughs> Andrea Long. Too, Too long, long, baby. baby. <laughs> and finally, Ben Aveling. You have been laugh. That's my favourite one of all. That's my favourite one. Great, really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, a lot of people don't actually realise those are genuinely real adverts as well. Yeah, like, so all of those companies are real. So if you're in the market for office supplies, uh, what else was it? Cleaning products, uh, a farm. In this episode, we've got a musician, Gareth. Tip tips on uh, interview technique. Yeah, and uh, cool car cufflinks. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So maybe that. go back, listen to the podcast again, and actually write down the details of those companies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so one, as always, guys, don't forget to rate and review and subscribe. We've had some more wonderful reviews again this week. And we're sort of working our way up those charts, which is always excellent. So we are going to be bringing out our Christmas episodes next. If those of you who haven't already got your tickets that are planning to come, uh, the tickets to the office party on the 12th of April are selling like hot cakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the phrase, yeah. I prefer fries. Hey, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> and that's happening in Brixton, London. Yeah. So 
so yeah, get yourself tickets for that. And uh, we've got all, all kinds of fun stuff going on there. We've got one of Danny's quizzes. We've got a Brent dance-off. We've got the blind date competition, all that kind of stuff. So get yourselves on there and get some tickets for that. And we'll see you there. Once again, everybody, thank you so much for listening. This has just been an amazing few months of our lives. We've absolutely enjoyed every minute. And it really warms our hearts to know that you guys are all enjoying it as well. So thank you very much for listening. And uh, we'll see you uh, for the Christmas specials, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so just like we did at the end of season one, we're going to take a short break uh, for a month or so, and we'll be back in the new year with the Christmas specials. So I'll have a good old chat then. Owen, have a good Christmas. All right. Thank you, everybody, and we'll see you later. Cheers, guys. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Huh? See you later. <laughs> and people say they're just a big bunch of tits. <laughs>